Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1346, air date November 1st, 2023. Hi, Dr. Shiva. Howdy from Texas. Good, how are you doing? Good. I've uh, been following you for, uh, I want to say maybe like a good two, three solid months, maybe. I uh, came across you uh, from... Dr. Jane Ruby. And I got to say, you oh. blew me away. I was like, oh my God, finally, someone who's literally critically thinking like me. Um, but, you know, I'm definitely not a genius like you. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Real Life with Ashley. We have the one and only Dr. Shiva, and he's running for president. He holds four degrees from MIT. Man, and I just, we got to jump right into it because it's already 6.40. So Dr. Shiva, I got to ask, um, who is Dr. Shiva? I really want you to explain. I, I think you're a very, very interesting person. And uh, I want you to explain to my network, my family and friends who have no idea who you are. Who is Dr. Shiva from Bombay, India to America? And does your name really mean the God of Destruction? Well, yeah. So, you know, uh, I, I can get into that. It's um, in the Hindu uh, mythology, you need three forces, creation, destruction and preservation. Um, and anyone who's ever done bodybuilding knows you have to break down your body before you build it back up. You know, nature has us. Mm -hmm. So um, Shiva carries with him the trident, the trushula, it's called, which is to pierce darkness, to destroy ignorance. That's where it comes from. It's the destruction of ignorance. So that's what my name actually means. Interesting. But, I saw the Shiva statue in front of this, um, I don't know, it's called CERN. I'm pretty sure you've heard of it, but uh, it's an international organization that operates, or according to CERN, that operates the largest particle physics laboratory. And they had the Shiva statue in front of it. And I couldn't help but think of you. And I was like, whoa, is there some kind of connection here? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. People are sort of stupid on the internet. They just try to connect unsubstantial things, and then they don't con connect the substantial things. You know. I don't mean it disrespectfully. Yeah, no, no, when I, not you, not you. I'm just saying that I think the key thing is um, all uh, in all. Um, there's a great book by Joseph Campbell. Um, you know, who did the hero's journey. He was a really great scholar, one of the few scholars who I think really did great work. But Campbell. Um, started looking at mythologies across all cultures, all religions. And mm -hmm. he noticed that across all religions, they all have the same archetypes. There's also, there's actually something archetypical about our personalities. And um, there are these 12 or 15 archetypes that show up everywhere. You know, um, you can look, for example, um, you can look at in the Greek tradition, uh, Hermes, and, and in the Roman tradition, Mercury, and in the Indian tradition, Shiva, they're all very, very similar archetypes. Mm -hmm. Or you can look at uh, St. Michael in the Christian tradition and Murugan in the Indian tradition, same archetypes. There are these two energies who both, uh, in both mythologies, they fight evil in heaven, chase out the devil, satanic forces. They both, um, uh, St. Michael has the feathers of a peacock you know, as his angelic feathers. And Murugan has, um, his familiar is a peacock. And they re both represent the energies of healing and going to war to fight evil, you see? So it's fascinating. So all of these cultures across multiple things. So 
So Campbell concluded that um, there are these uh, familiar um, archetypes that human civilization has always sought. So the notion of um, a god or someone who destroys ignorance or brings light into the world has always existed among every culture. You'll see it in it. Christian culture, Indian culture, etc. But the god uh, Shiva represents the destruction of ignorance. Um, Interesting. But you ask me who I am. Look, um, who I am is one of us, one of you. You know, I, I grew up as a kid in, in uh, New Jersey, right, among working class people. I work for everything I have. No one ever gave me anything. I've had to fight um, these evil people most of my life on a very personal level uh, when they try to steal things that I've created. Um, you know, steal your credit, um, steal your hard work, which is what every person struggles with. Uh, fight exploitation. Um, Booby fucking Kennedy has never had to fight exploitation. Neither has Donald Trump. These people are children of the swarm. They're children of the elite. And what's really um, the biggest psychological operation that's taken place in the American people is thinking that people from above who come from them are going to save us. They're not going to do anything. They want to enslave us even more. We should talk about that. Now, I was basically very, very, very lucky, fortunate that with all the, um, you know, challenges I've had growing up in India, which has a caste system coming to, um, you know, New Jersey in the 1970s, growing up in Patterson and working in Newark, creating the first email system, somehow getting over to MIT out of pure, I mean, I was very hardworking, I was pretty smart, but the journey that took me there um, was a set of coincidences that got me there. But, and I've learned all the knowledge that the elites have, and I know why we have to destroy their system of governance, and we need a systems overhaul because they do not care a damn about everyday working people, which is people like you and us. I just happen to have gotten all this knowledge that, you know, probably about 10,000 people or less on the world know, and I've advanced it. And I've spent my whole life not only in science and engineering as an entrepreneur, actually inventing things. Um, getting everything I have, but also learning how to destroy this system of oppression. That's bit, that'll be my greatest contribution. Yes, I invented email, Cytosol, many, many different things, but I figured out how to liberate humanity um, by understanding the principles that the elites use to subjugate people and being able to articulate that to people and then enabling people to become their own leader. So I'm, I basically become a catalyst. Um, and that's what I've done because for far too long, human history has been trying to figure out how to liberate itself. No different than um, people trying to figure out how to fly or how to, um, you know, create a light bulb. You know, and these things were considered impossible. And in many ways, I have um, what you could call um, created a framework that people can achieve the impossible to win truth, freedom, health in this lifetime, not having to suffer in quite desperation. And that requires people to have a very clear vision, which is truth, freedom, health. Uh, having the engineering and the physics, just like a plumber or an electrician has to learn um, fluid flow or, you know, mechanics of electricity and magnetism. And the third is figuring out how, what we must do here and now, not talk theory. It's very, very easy today on social media for people just to expose stuff all day. It's easy. Anyone can expose anything, you know? Yeah. But and in the, the end, it just becomes an echo chamber. It becomes an echo chamber. The issue is, what is to be done? Did you expose that truth at the right time? And what did you do? These are the, de the defining hallmarks of leadership. If you Absolutely. look at Donald Trump, 
He didn't expose anything. I mean, this guy is a fake businessman. I right? voted for him twice, by the way. Yeah, I voted for him once, and then I put together all the pieces. And then I have to do the unfortunate custodial work of exposing him for what he really is. He's a reality show businessman holding his phone up to his ear. You look at his balance sheet, it's $1 billion, you know, in assets and about a couple billion in debt. And in, in order to get out of his debt, he had to um, be controlled by the swarm. You know, he's owned by the Rothschilds. He's owned by Soros and all these people, right? Booby yeah. fucking Kennedy is just a moron, okay? He's, a, he's, he's the biggest snake in all of this. Because now, I haven't done too much research on Kennedy. I'll be honest with you. I don't know too much about the Kennedys, but I do have quite a handful of friends who are looking forward to watching this uh, podcast soon. And they're actually thinking about voting for Kennedy. So yeah, Kennedy can go was, a little more into that because I don't know too much about RFK. I'll yeah, Kennedy was created because we ran as independents. Our slogan was declare your independence, which he stole. And he literally comes to our events sends his spies and steals our words, literally, word for word. He's a plagiarist. But you have to understand who Booby Kennedy is. Booby Kennedy comes, you have to look at people's histories. You have to really look at the environment that they grew up in. Who are they? Well, he comes from it. He comes from an organized crime family. That's where he comes from. Let me repeat that. He comes from an organized crime family. His grandfather, Joe Kennedy, was an organized criminal, right? Um, you can just look it up. He was a smuggler, um, but he knew the power of public relations. His uh, second son, John F. Kennedy, who's been made to be some hero, some martyr, was a reckless individual who couldn't even get into the Navy because he had venereal disease um, and all sorts of other problems. And in World War II, and his father, Joe Kennedy, had to make a call to get him into the Navy because he wanted his John F. Kennedy to become president because his first son, Joe Kennedy, had died in a, you know, you know, airplane uh, thing flying over, you know, in World War II. So John F. Kennedy was slotted to become president. So this father, Joe Kennedy, the a criminal crime boss, had to create his reckless son to become that. So they followed him out with cameras. They created the ethos that he was Camelot. Um, but just to give you an idea, John F. Kennedy was unqualified even to get into the Navy. He gets into the Navy and he actually blows up ships. He did one of the biggest disaster called PT-109 because of his reckless behavior. That was gonna come out, his father used the media, paid them off to write a story as though his son was a hero. Completely changed the story. And then um, to document that, wrote a book called Profiles and Courage for John F. Kennedy, which won a Pulitzer Prize. Um, I'm sure John F. Kennedy didn't even write that book, someone else did. That's how the elites do, they don't do any of their work. They get other slaves to do their work. Wins the Pulitzer Prize, um, and then, you know, he actually lost the election. If you watch this very interesting movie called Nixon with Anthony Hopkins, um, the Kennedys paid off uh, the Daly machine, D-A-L-Y, which was the mob machine in Chicago, Illinois, to steal the election. And in the movie Nixon, um, there's a very famous scene in the movie where Spiro Agnew, who was running as Nixon's, Vice President say, you know, Dick, they stole that election from you, fair and square. Okay, very funny statement. They stole the election from you, fair and square. So the Kennedys are a crime family. And after they get into power, they had lots of baggage. Look, you see, once you understand that 
the elites who run the world among themselves, they have their little own internal fights. No different than if you watch The Godfather, right? One crime family doesn't like another crime family. And we're sitting here as peasants selecting one criminal versus another. And we think, oh, this criminal got shot by this criminal. Oh, my God, wasn't that horrible? We should feel sad for them. And this is a problem. This um, is a recurrent problem that takes place. The elites make us feel sorry for them when one of them has some tiff with another. That's all that was. No one will know who's, how Sam Giacana died, another or Jimmy Hoffa, because they're all criminals, okay? They execute people and they bury the bodies and they bury, because they pay off everyone downstream. So John Kennedy is the one who created and passed the 1962 Vaccination Act. Okay, so remember that. So John Kennedy, Kennedy is the one created the 1962 Vaccination Act, which created all the infrastructure. So if you have to take vaccines today, it comes from the Kennedys, okay? So the Kennedy, John Kennedy's the one who created the 1962 Vaccination Act. When at the time measles was actually gone, 99% of measles was gone. And the next year they created the measles vaccine in 1963. All right. So put the Kennedys, get, get rid of all your filters thinking the Kennedys are some great people because you've been brainwashed with hitting you. You could take any moron. And if you keep putting that person's picture over and over and over again on TV, you think, Oh my God, this guy's a celebrity. All right. So the Kennedys get all this airtime and then they created this ethos. Oh, they were fighting for us. They were fighting for. Um, they're fighting the deep state. It's not true. John Kennedy was the deep state. He's the one who brought Henry Kissinger into the White House to start the Vietnam War, going 10,000 miles away and killing yellow people for no reason, frankly. And, you know, weeks before John Kennedy uh, was executed by another wing of the organized crime family, right? He wanted to escalate the war in Vietnam. And there's a wonderful video out there. So all these conservative um whatever you want to call them, you know, want to make up stories. They said, oh, he was fighting the CIA. No, he wasn't. Just because you say something against the CIA, that's just another wing of the crime family that one person can buy off. That's what people need to understand. So anyway, Kennedy um, was an awful individual, okay? Um, he's the one who, during the Kennedy, John F. Kennedy administrations, when we allowed offshoring of U.S. assets so people could um, have, you know, companies outside the U.S. so they could... Um, you know, launder money and save taxes. All of that occurred under the Kennedy administration. Vietnam, you know, the Vaccination Act, you know, the laundering of money, because these people are smugglers. And literally right? what we're going through today with the whole situation in Ukraine and all that. Um, yeah, but people need just... to understand the Kennedys. And it takes the son of, um, you know, everyday working class people like myself to expose this because the elites would have you believe that the Kennedys are, saved your life. It's absolutely false. Okay, so after that, um, so you have the 1962 Vaccination Act. This is very important to remember. The Kennedy Vaccination Act of 1962 created all those government departments, which didn't exist before, right? Within the CDC, it created all of this government regulations. It created all of this bureaucracy. It expanded government massively to be able to make sure that the government can come into your body and jab you. Do you follow what I'm saying? So that occurred during the Kennedy administration. The problem is none of this is taught in school. So no, it's not. I have to do the hard work of not only running for president, but also having to educate people. But surely Booby Kennedy and the mainstream media is not going to teach you. But everyone should go look this up. This is uh, history that you can once you 
once I refer you to it, you guys can go find it. But the 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act was started by John F. Kennedy from an organized crime family. It created the ability for big pharma companies to start making money off vaccines. But more importantly, actually, it allowed the government to have a say in something going into your body. Think about what we're saying at a very fundamental level. The 1962 Vaccination Act created by the Kennedys was the law that allowed, gave government the authorization to demand they could put something into your body, okay? It's definitely important to know because there's a lot of anti-vaxxers out there who are gonna be voting for him. They think that, you know, really they don't know this history of his family lineage, so. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, we haven't even gotten to booby fucking Kennedy, okay? The guy's a dope, okay? He's a snake and he works for the devil. And by, after I'm done with this, you'll understand. And um, so that was 1962. So between 1962 to 1986, those four, 24 years, the government bureaucracy in Washington explosively grew. Massive bureaucrats, massive different departments to make sure they could violate your body, right? Violate your, and make sure they could uh, track you, monitor your children to make sure they could put, jab you. That was done because of the 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act. And during that 24 years, people were starting to get injured. People were getting injured with different vaccine injuries. And they were suing um, the vaccine companies, the big pharma companies, guess where? In federal court or state court, because they're allowed to do that. So they would go to court and they would sue these companies. All right. Then the pharma companies went crying back to the Kennedys. And they said, oh, we're, we're being sued. Help us, help us. So on the Senate side, another Kennedy by the name of Ted Kennedy, who was the youngest brother of John F. Kennedy, who was also the individual who killed a woman in Massachusetts, right here in Massachusetts, okay? He killed a woman? Yes. It's a very famous movie. It was done called Chappaquiddick. See, the younger generation under 40 doesn't know this. They should really study this, okay? So uh, Ted Kennedy, the youngest brother of John F. Kennedy, again, another reckless individual, you know, did whatever drugs he wanted, could violate whatever laws he wanted because he was a Kennedy. And he was running for U.S. Senate at the time. And in a drunken stupor, he's cheating on his wife. He's with a young woman, drives off a bridge in Massachusetts. Takes a lot to do that. And the car goes into, you know, the water. He leaves with the woman who drowns, okay? And many people say when he left, the woman was still alive. And he didn't, obviously, some people say that he did this because he didn't want the word to get out. He was cheating on his wife and he was in a drunken stupor. For nearly 20 hours, he didn't call the police. He got together with his, again, his father, Joe Kennedy, and the criminal crime boss. And they all got together and they huddled to figure out how they were gonna get him out of this mess. And they respun the story. It was called Chappaquiddick. There was a movie recently made out of it. Okay. That was Ted Kennedy, murdered a woman, got away with it because of his criminal uh, crime boss father's connections. And Ted Kennedy is the one who sponsored the bill on the Senate side to guess what? Protect big pharma companies from being sued in the federal and state courts. So you as a citizen could sue if your child got injured or you got injured from vaccines up until 1986 in the federal court system. So to serve big pharma, 
Ted Kennedy created a bill, was a co-sponsor of that bill, which basically said you can no longer sue big pharmaceutical companies for vaccine injuries. Let me repeat that. If you're driving your car and your wheels fall off your Toyota, you can go sue Toyota. If, you know, United Airlines um, creates flights where, you know, the fuselage falls off, you can go sue United Airlines. But you cannot sue big pharma companies for vaccine injuries. Thank you to Ted Kennedy. Interesting. I must have my history mixed up. I could have sworn it was uh, President. Um, oh, gosh. I'm having a brain fart. Okay. Well, that's what took place. Okay. And what's important to remember is that they passed a bill called the National Vaccine Injury Act. Okay. Which indemnified, big word, it means that you cannot sue big pharma companies in court. They created more bureaucracy under Health and Human Services, which is a part of the executive branch. They created a vaccine court. Think about this. They violated the basics of the Constitution, which says you have the executive branch, the ju judiciary, and then you have the um, uh, legislative branch, right? They created a new court under the executive branch. And if you're a mother and your child got injured, you had to go to this special court, which is not even part of the normal court system, to sue, and you can only get a maximum $250,000, okay? That was done by another Kennedy, all right? So I hope you're getting the lineage here. Then comes Booby fucking Kennedy, who's an absolute moron, a heroin addict. Um, he, while he's married to a woman who he has three or four kids with, he has a diary of him banging 28 to 30 other women and keeping scores. Okay, how good it was to have sex with them. All right, his wife finds his diary, obviously he's upset. And the story goes, a number of close friends of his wife said she wanted to kill herself and he apparently said, go for it. So she kills herself. And what's fascinating is um, the data's come out in the noose that she had, she was actually putting her hand in there. So some people, project that maybe she was trying to get out, right? Maybe it was foul play. Again, this is all speculation. But anyway, it gets even more interesting. After she dies, remember the Kennedys are masters of public relations because they're all criminals. So um, they have one of the best PR firms. So they bury his wife initially in the family's, you know, compound, okay? With where they bury all the Kennedys. And there's a picture of Kennedy praying solemnly over his wife's casket. So it looks like, oh my God, he's so concerned about his wife. And that's a picture that they released to the press. The next day, Ashley, Robert Kennedy has the wife's body and casket exhumed without a permit and moves it to an unmarked grave. That's how much he hated his own wife. All right. These are the fucking Kennedys. Now, Booby Kennedy knows nothing about medical freedom, knows nothing about saving the environment. After he was caught with heroin usage and all this stuff, you know, they try to, re again, it's all PR, try to reframe him as a fighter for the environment, as a fighter for medical freedom. And he was backed by a guy called Mark Blacksell, who was a big pharma consultant. Again, all of this, do some research. So they, you see what they do is the elites are very good at taking pieces of shit and then reframing them, making the shit smell good. So overnight, he's projected as a fighter for medical freedom. And what does he say? 
He says, hey, I want safe vaccines. And we have his video. Go to rfkexposed.com and you'll see where he's saying, I believe in full vaccination of all Americans. Quote, unquote. So all you anti-fucking-vaxxers listening who may be because you're so enamored by Kennedy because you have no dignity for yourself and you have no dignity for working people want to suck off Kennedy, listen to me very carefully. He's not one of us. Go to rfkexposed.com and the video, it's a 10-minute video, but he starts by saying, let me be very clear. I am, I am, I believe in full vaccination of all Americans. I vaccinated all my kids with all 69 vaccines. So what he starts. And then in a very, because remember he's got, he's, he's a serpent, he's got multiple tongues. Then with that tongue, he saved that with another tongue, he lashes out against all this government corruption, right? In the CDC and all those, which is, which is what his uncle created, okay? And then he ends by saying, I'm gonna create safe vaccines. Okay, you see how very clever he is? So he says he's for full vaccination, but he's gonna deliver you safe vaccines, all right? So th this is at, at the bottom level, and listen very carefully, he's basically told you that he still believes government has a right into your body. We shouldn't repeal the 1962 Vaccination Act. We shouldn't get rid of 1986. But he's going to somehow magically make safe vaccines using the same corrupt institutions in Washington that he rails against. How is he going to do that? Well, he's going to create more government. So JFK Kennedy created all the bureaucracy so they have a right to jab you. Ted Kennedy, the murdering Kennedy, created all this infrastructure to protect the pharma companies so you can't sue them. And this fucking idiot is going to create, and this booby fucking Kennedy is his name. You know, RFK Jr., you know, trying to use his father's mystique. You see how clever they are, okay? And his job is to help big pharma companies to convince you, because remember he says, quote, unquote, I'm for full vaccination of all Americans, that then he's going to come save you by creating safe vaccines using this government bureaucracy, which we know is bankrupt. You see how ludicrous this is? Now, yeah, I've absolutely. been a researcher on the immune system for nearly 25 years. I'm considered one of the leading scientists in the world. I don't believe in this vax, anti-vax argument. I believe that we need to boost the immune system. You see, that's a dialectic like Republicans versus Democrat. And that's what I've been doing all my life. So when I saw this stuff take place in 2019, I was involved in massive organizing massive demonstrations to stop the vaccine mandates. In New Jersey, I organized one of the biggest um, uh, demonstrations and we stopped the vaccine mandates because I'm originally from there. Booby Kennedy comes in his SUVs, comes in and attacks me saying, oh, Dr. Shiva's gonna piss off the Democrats because all these guys do backroom negotiations. And that's when I started checking him out. I noticed he voted for Hillary Clinton, not once, not voted, but endorsed her. Hillary Clinton is all about polluting our environment. She supports GMO, she supports glyphosate which is Roundup. He endorsed her three times publicly. She's the devil incarnate. Then, in Massachusetts, when I'm running for U.S. Senate in 2020, his nephew, Joe Kennedy, is a rabid pro-vaxxer, is a rabid pro-vaccine mandating person, and he's also pro-mask mandates. He could have shut up, but he comes into Massachusetts or takes his nephew to California, does a big fundraiser for him with Hollywood stars, to support him. Now you could say, well, he's his nephew. Well, stop giving excuses because many husbands and wives broke up during all of this because the husband wanted to 
uh, vaccinate the kids and the wife didn't, right? So people took principled stands. Booby didn't. He should have endorsed me, but he endorsed his nephew who's pro-vaccine mandates. This is in 2020. And then you go look at 2020, what he did in March of 2020. I was out there opposing lockdowns, running thousands of people. I would, we'd organize for demonstrations. He promoted lockdowns in March of 2020. He said lockdowns are good. They're going to stop the spread and they're going to save the environment uh, with reducing, you know, carbon in the environment. This guy's a fucking piece of shit. He literally said that, that it's going to reduce carbon. Yeah, you, can go, you can go look at the tweet. It's up there. But so in 2020, I did it after I figured him, I did a series of videos exposing him. And a lot of people are like, oh, Dr. Shiva, don't expose work with Booby. All these mothers love you with all the science you're bringing to this movement. And I could have sold out, but I didn't. I did the right thing. I lost 20% of my followers because all these women, mothers who are guilty that they had their kids jabbed, give him money out of like Catholic guilt or something, you know? Mm, so that's God. what this is about. This is not about truth. And the other thing that we educate people on is people need to understand this very fundamental thing. The establishment has the obvious establishment, the obvious devil, but the devil is very clever. The devil creates a not so obvious version of himself. The people who talk all the right things, like a fly trap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So all these people say, oh, well, he said this and he said this and he said this. Yeah, but what did he actually do? He promoted lockdowns. He wants full vaccination of all Americans. And, he, and, he, and this fool is going to create safe vaccines from the exact establishment that he's critiquing. He, my position is we need to repeal the 1962 Vaccination Act. The government has no right whatsoever, safe or unsafe vaccines into your body. It's a principled position, period. And on top of it, in December of 2022, he has a big party at his home and everyone's got to be vaccinated with the mRNA vaccine before they can enter his house. And then he blames his wife. Yeah, I was oh, going to say, but he blamed that on his wife. Yeah, so why is anyone excusing him? How many people do I know where the wife took a stand? I'm not going to vaccinate my kids. The father didn't, they split. And you're the leader of the medical freedom movement? Booby fucking Kennedy is a fucking Kennedy piece of shit swarm creature. Yeah. And he has openly said when Megyn Kelly asked him about, um, you know, all these things in his family, he says, well, you know, your personal integrity and your public integrity are two different things, which means how you present yourself and what you do in real life are two different things. Yeah. So all of you anti-vaxxer moms who want to probably sleep with him because you're so enamored with the Kennedys, wake the fuck up, especially if you're Christians. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I have to deliver this harsh news, but I've been on the ground fighting these people all my life. You should recognize that these people, there's two phases, two faces of the devil. The obvious devil who's going to tell you how he's going to screw you and the, and the Lucifer, the devil, who talks a good game, but he's going to screw you. And they tell you openly. And when it comes to Zionism in Israel, right, this guy's a rabid Zionist. He wants to butcher all the Palestinians. Go look at his talk with Shromley Bobert, this, you know, the Zionist hoodlum. You know, they want to go into, they think the Palestinians are second-rate people. So the, the, if you don't believe all the stuff of the vaccines and you're too fucking lazy to go do the research, here's a simple thing. The simple litmus test, you know, there's a movie by John Carpenter where he puts on glasses and he can look around and he can see the evil people. They look completely different. And the litmus test in this, if you want the same, you know, magical glasses, ask any of these candidates, do they support Zionism? I'm the only presidential candidate who has the balls and the integrity to talk about what Zionism is. 
and I'm an anti-Zionist. Zionism is racism in the service of imperialism. And there are many Jews who are Zionists, who are not Zionists. In fact, in Israel, there was a civil war taking place against a rabid, again, garbage Netanyahu, who was, who was indicted and who was going to be thrown in jail. So he started this war because he was going to be thrown in jail. The Israeli Jews were against Netanyahu. It was Mossad and Israel which created Hamas. So whenever you attack Zionism, oh, you're supporting Hamas. This is a stupidity. Don't be fucking stupid. It's like WWE wrestling. The man is creating the, the two characters and, and then you're getting entertained by them. This is not Hamas versus Israel. This is Zionism versus, you know, humanity. That's what this is about. I used about. to attend a church back where I'm from in San Antonio. Yeah. It's called Cornerstone Church. Have you heard of him, Pastor John Hagee? I attended his church for many years, me and my husband, and he got a whole lot of our money, and we got a whole lot of info. Um, I mean, he said it's Zionism basically based out of the Bible, but he's really good friends with Bibi Netanyahu and Mike Pence. And hey, these guys are I, disgusting. What you know, you I, it, it tripped me out. I, I just remember what really started it because I was still a Trump fan then. I was still uh, just completely blind, even though Trump pushed the vaccine and all this crap. Uh, but what really kind of made my eyes wide open about Pastor John Hagee is when he still invited, because uh, I looked at Mike Pence as a traitor, you know. But as I started going down this rabbit hole and just, you know, really just searching and seeking uh, more and more truth really um you know and then i started becoming more aware of bb netanyahu you know forcing the vaccine on his entire country they were the first country you know that right israel yeah and, and they, they gave, mandated and they, that thing and they gave the award to albert borla who is the, the lifetime achievement award to albert borla who's another zionist who's a ceo of pfizer and it was jared kushner um who uh, was traveling at that time between Israel and UAE, supporting all this back-end work, okay? Another Zionist hoodlum. We have to call these people for what they are. But the the way that they're doing it, Ashley, is the you have Jewish Zionists and you have Christian Zionists in the United States. Everyday white working-class people, or, you know, working-class people, who are controlled by these evangelical, quote-unquote, Christians, and it is through the Christian churches, through the quote-unquote Christian churches, that people, I mean, the fact that Bibi Netanyahu is a friend of your pastor says it all, okay? Your uh, he's no pastor. longer my pastor. Just right, former pastor. But the bottom line is there's the Zionists have infiltrated Christianity. Christian Zionism is worse than Jewish Zionism because these are people in America who've never been to Israel. They have this some 4,000-year-old reference in the Bible, okay? I mean, this would be... The ludicrousness of this is, you know, you can go, the, the oldest maps you can find are like 1600s, and it clearly says Palestine, all right? Palestine, there's no mention of Israel. Um, imagine you living in Texas. Where do you live in Texas? In San Antonio? In the greater Houston area. Yeah, so you live in Houston, and you've lived there for 300 years, okay? Suddenly, one day, um, you know, someone from Africa says, you know, 4,000 years ago, in our texts, in our African Bible, it says that our people were here in Texas. We're we're going to ship all of our people over here. And guess what, Ashley? We own that land you're on. Get the fuck out, okay? We're going to put you in concentration camps, and we're going to take over 80% of the land. 
Zionism is a political ideology which was created out of thin air, like fairy tale. It was just made up by a guy called Theodore Herzl. And he found a 4,000-year-old reference to the Bible, Israel, threw that into this political ideology and told all the Jews in Europe, you know, here's a way that we fight discrimination. We move to our own homeland. Meanwhile, there were amazing Jews on the ground in places like Germany fighting Hitler, fighting Nazism, fighting for working people, trade union leaders. Zionism collaborated with Hitler, collaborated with, to butcher Jews. You can go look at the Warsaw Ghetto. The Jews were fighting Nazis. Zionists collaborated with the Nazis to disarm the Jews. So there's Judaism, there's Zionism, two different things. You don't have to be Jewish to be a Zionist. So all these nutjob evangelical Christian preachers are taking advantage of working class, quote unquote, Christians in the United States and using them to fund this nonsense of, I mean, you have to ask the question, how could you be a anti-abortion, pro-life, evangelical Christian and support the butchering of babies and mothers right now in Israel? There's been close to exactly. 500 deaths. Over 50% of them are women and children. So think about the brainwashing that's taking place. And this did not occur overnight. It was Israel through Mossad and their intelligence organizations infiltrating a lot of the Christian quote-unquote Christian evangelical churches. That's how they manipulate people. Now, yeah, every so president... It's scary to think about because I attended this church for many years, and let's say I never woke up. Like, maybe I'd be like all these people on fucking LinkedIn, just, I stand with Israel. It's like, well, what exactly are you standing with? I mean, you really believe these Hamas just parachuted their way in, and the IDF had no clue? As far as I'm concerned, because my father's been to the Holy Land, he got baptized in the Jordan River, and he told me that that entire, you know, tiny state of Israel, it's 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 heavily secured. It's yeah, very was, hard to believe that they didn't see any of that coming. But I don't know if you see it now. Now they're trying to change their tune almost a week later and say, oh, you know what? It was Iran. Iran yeah. messed with the our systems, and you yeah, know they're bullshit. over here trying to give all this bullshit. And I'm not buying it one bit. Yeah. So I'm the only presidential candidate. The only, you know, backed by our movement, Truth, Freedom, Health, which is a global movement for Truth, Freedom, Health, which is on the ground, which we have meticulously developed over many years, is the only force that can end this. My winning the presidency or our movement to win the presidency is the only hope for the planet right now, because there is no other movement on the planet which has always done the right thing at the right time. I mean, me personally, you can go look at my history as a child to now fighting these forces personally. And, you know, in the political level, since I'm 16 years old, on the ground activist. So none of these people have those credentials. And that's why they're so afraid to put me on mainstream media, because in 2020, if you know, half a billion people saw all my videos, our stuff got out globally. And we have about a half a million, what we call warrior scholars on the ground, it's part of our movement. So they're so afraid of me, you know, when I exposed, I was the one who discovered the fact that the government has a backdoor portal into Twitter. And when I shared that, I was thrown off Twitter for two years. When I got back on, they allowed me back on, but they shadow banned me. You see, it's a digital cage. Mm -hmm. So, um, fucker Carlson, you can go down all the mainstream people. They know if they, Joe Rogan, if they put me on their shows, it's over. People say, wait a minute, this guy's articulate. He's smart. He's one of us. Why did you hide him from us? So I am actively made invisible by these people. But the problem they have is in 2020, we got 
so much of our news out there. And we go directly to everyday people, independent podcasters, and we get our news out. So my winning or our movement or people getting educated with the work that I've done, with what I stand for, is the only hope. Because right now, we're at a very critical point. Because the elites are running an economy, a financial system that is made up of one Zionist printing money for another Zionist who then sends it to another Zionist. What do I mean by that? Well, the Treasury of the United States, the Federal Reserve, and the bankers are all run by Zionists. They are. It's a fact. Okay? So, um, and the Zionists print money for themselves to keep the interest rates low. People need to understand something called a money supply. The money supply, basic economics, controls everything. It's like water. You can turn off the water. You can turn on the water. The more money supply you put out there, there's more money out there, which means what does that happen? When there's a lot of money out there, what does that do? It brings down interest rates. When you shut off, when you control the money supply, there's less money, more demand for money, let's say, exists, and the interest rates go up. The elites have been purposefully keeping the interest rates very slow, very low by printing money. For who? Well, they get the money and they pump it into the stock market to create this artificial stock market. Jared Kushner gets that money and he gets low interest loans so he can buy buildings and leverage buildings. But interest rates should be around five to 7%. That's what it should be. When you have a thriving economy, people are working bottoms up, working people, they'll demand money and you'll have a certain fixed money supply and interest rates should grow. But the, the elites don't want interest. They wanted low interest rates, starting with Obama. In 2008, the entire economy crashed. If you remember, massive crash because the elites were doing crazy businesses, giving loans to people who never deserved them and making money off that. Now, when their banking system collapsed in 2008, they should have all been wiped out. Instead, they called up their Zionist friends who printed more money for them. And that was called quantitative easing. You see, the devil always comes up with very, very sophisticated terms to manipulate you. All that means is we printed money to save our friends. So they, under the Obama administration, $8.1 trillion was printed over two terms. So you have an economy which is running on fumes. You don't have a real vibrant U.S. economy. You don't have wages over since 1970 to today have dropped in the first and second income quartiles of the average American. And that dropping in wages was transfer of wealth to the elites. All right. So basic, basic stuff. And by the way, none of these presidential candidates can even explain this to you like I am because they're morons. <laughs> right. Then. Absolutely. Right. So then um, 57 percent of Trumpers had voted for Obama. So they used this black face to manipulate poor black and white working class people under the symbol of hope. That was Obama's of Obama supporters. Fifty seven percent of people voted for Obama also voted for Trump. OK, so I'll give wow. you an idea. He was a character that was created, a one term senator who was backed by the Pritzker family out of Chicago. Again, the the criminal organized crime machine of Chicago and he gets promoted. They use him for eight years to manipulate people and then save the banks. And they needed another, then they needed a white guy. So that's why they brought in Trump, another actor. Okay. And he said, make America great, right? Drain the swamp, lock up Hillary, da, da, da. I didn't do any of that. All right. What he did do was the economy was going to fail after, you know, this is now 2016, right? Eight years have passed. 
They printed all this money. It's it's gone. So they knew they're going to have to print money again to save their economies, to keep the, the economies of the elites. So they created a thing called a pandemic. The pandemic gave them a fictitious crisis that they needed. And what did the pandemic do? It locked down all the small businesses, right? The big businesses were allowed to thrive. And those big businesses that thrived um, were, and um, uh, were uh, the, the so-called crisis was used as the boondoggle to print another $8 trillion. Trump printed $8 trillion in one term. And where did that money go? Well, most of it went to Wall Street. Um, 600 billionaire friends of his uh, made, you know, $2.3 trillion. They increased their wealth while the rest of us were suffering. So think about this. Elon Musk was very low as a wealthy person. He became the number one wealthiest person during the pandemic. Jeff Bezos became even more wealthier. But 600 billionaires created $2.3 trillion in wealth because of lockdowns. Booby Kennedy and Donald Trump both promoted lockdowns for their billionaire friends. That's what people need to get very clear. And you can't be giving these people excuses. If you find yourself giving Trump excuses, well, he, you know, fill in the blank. He had to do this or Booby Kennedy. That means you're an abuse victim. You're no different than a wife or a husband whose partner comes in, is an alcoholic and beats the shit out of you every night. And then you say, well, I, he had to beat me up because fill in the blank. Okay. And they know this. They know how to take advantage of victims because these people have victimized women and men throughout their lives and their personal lives. So they know how to do this to you on a mass scale. So that's what's occurred. So um, we need to understand that the pandemic was created as a fake crisis to hide the real crisis called the economic crisis. So they printed more money. And then now they know the economy is going to crash again. It's supposed to crash in October by all indicators. So you have a situation where uh, the piece of shit Netanyahu, there's a civil war in Israel. If you look at the shekel, which is the currency of Israel since January 2022, it's been going down like this because all the elites in Israel, the only way that this could happen is the elites in Israel. If you work it out and I'm time to do that right now are selling the shekel, right? I guarantee you people like Netanyahu have sold his shekels and have bought U.S. dollars. So the, the, the Israeli economy is going in the toilet. Israeli Jews have been having hundreds of thousands of people prior to this Hamas-Israel war nonsense were protesting against Netanyahu. He was indicted. All right. I mean, how, he was indicted. He's a fucking criminal. And now he's a war criminal. He's always been a war criminal. So there were massive protests coming up and now he's got them all unified, right? He can point to the enemy Hamas that he created. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, what people need to recognize, but the American working class needs to get its head out of its ass and think about who you want to be your leader representing you. What do you, do you want to lead? Because if you don't do this, um, you're fucked. And if you vote for Kennedy, if you vote for Booby Kennedy, if you vote for Trump, if you, by the way, they have to go find an Indian guy, Vivek the Snake, who mouths everything. I, these guys literally watch all my podcasts and videos. They get I saw right through that asshole from the beginning. Complete asshole. Complete fucking Brahmin, 
big pharma. He's got all the right answers, Dr. Shiva. He's got yep. all the right answers. Yeah. He even got a lawyer, an attorney to, you know, remove his name from, you know, who was it? George Soros's brother's yep. uh, foundation. Yep. Or, Soros. Um, yeah, he's a piece of shit. But I can tell you, they know about me. They know about our movement. They know we're the real force. They know we're on the ground. They know half a billion people know about us. So their only solution is to make attempt to make us invisible, steal our talking points and present it as theirs. But the good news is, you know, people aren't buying it because we hammer these people. We hammer booby fucking Kennedy. We hammer uh, Trump. We, we hammer Vivek and we give people the dignity um, to become their own leaders. You know, our movement, Truth, Freedom, Health, um, encourages every 11 a.m. People should write this down, EST and 8 p.m. EST. We do what's called an open house and orientation. People can go to vashiva.com slash orientation. Or I think I have a friend who attends that. Yeah, Shiva for president.com slash town hall. And what we do at our events at 11 a.m. or 8 p.m. is we take an issue and we actually give a solution that you can execute on for healthcare, for environment. So we're not here waiting to become president. It's like, you know, I saved hundreds of millions of people's lives during COVID. We told people about vitamin D3, quercetin and zinc, taught people about the immune system. Others took my knowledge and bottled it and made a lot of money, but we just gave away that knowledge for free and educated people. So the question people need to ask is, and it's a critical question, do you have, are you willing to raise your consciousness to have dignity for yourself and respect for yourself and join the movement for truth, freedom, health, support, you know, my candidacy, which is you, you're supporting yourself. But if you vote for any of these other people, you're basically saying, I'm an abuse victim. I'm willing to settle for the lesser of two evils. And, you know, I'm a doofus. That's what you're saying. Because if you look over the last 40 years, the life expectancy rate of the American public since 1980 till today has been going like this. It's an upside down umbrella. And that is not because of any one policy. It's not because of the vaccines. It's a whole system of policies. A well, whole in all fairness, the vaccines are part of it, though. I right, personally have family members who are just declining and deteriorating right before my eyes. Every right, day, it's, it's died suddenly, died suddenly. Children are collapsing. So yeah, I but think it's that not is the, part of it. It's not. Yeah, it's part of it. It's not the reason. Okay. The reason that this has occurred is since 1962, since the Vaccination Act was passed, since the 1970s, when there was consolidation of power. Look, in 1970 was when fascism took place in the United States. Why? 1970 is when um, the hospital administrators, the, um, the big pharma companies and the insurance companies all came together to destroy healthcare in the United States. Okay, mm -hmm. and they instituted policies where they raised the cost of healthcare so high. It, we have poison in the environment, okay, with all these particulates that we put in. The average American is under so much stress. The number one source of death is stress. Stress, stress, stress. Income inequality causes massive stress. And you can add it all up. So we've destroyed people's immune system. Your immune system and, this, and the molecular pathways of aging are totally connected. If you want to live long, Take care of your immune system, okay? If you want to die early, destroy your immune system. So the last 40 years, 50 years, they've passed policies which have destroyed Americans' immune systems. So now when you get a quote-unquote a virus, right, you can accelerate the destruction of your immune system even faster because your immune system overreacts. And that's what's taking place. But 
The eye on the ball is a destruction of the immune system that has taken place over the last 40 to 50 years because of the policies of the swarm, left and right, Absolutely. Democrat and Republican. So people need to get a little more sophisticated in this understanding. Once you get that and you want to vote for the lesser of two evils, you're a moron because it is the lesser of two evils argument that has gotten you here. Right. So if you want your child's lifespan and this is not my data, this is from Kaiser Permanente, will have a, is, is does have a shorter lifespan than you. That's what people need to That's understand. absolutely terrifying. When you've been when you started talking about that, like I'm the I, only I, one who talks about it. It opened up so much. Just when I think I'm protecting my seven year old son, not vaccinating him anymore, homeschooling him, but then you look outside and you see all these fucking chemtrails everywhere. I mean, you know, you're you're touching on something really important. I want my son to live as long as possible, and I'm clearly seeing it right before my eyes. The system. I mean, they're stressing us the hell out. And the yeah, fact stress that is the number one. The number one the reason people live long, Ashley. Number one reason is they have friends and they have community and they don't have stress. You know, I went to Sardinia on a science trip for about six weeks, and Sardinia is an island off the coast of Italy which has the oldest number of, uh, or the, per capita, the highest number of people live over 100, okay? And the number one reason is they have friendships. They have close family, uh, you know, and, and people uh, physically work, right? So the number one reason people live long is friendships because you don't have stress, you're not stressed out, right? So that's the number one reason. So what did we do in lockdowns? We told people to be isolated, okay? Booby fucking Kennedy and Donald Trump killed people. It's that simple. If you've supported lockdowns in 2020, you kill people. So if you're going to make your decisions, be wise, because you're basically going to kill your children. And my run for the presidency is the only force that can change this, period. Why? Because I'm one of us. Why is it I'm talking about lifespan going down and no one else is? Because these people have their organic farms for themselves. They eat good food. Trump doesn't eat McDonald's all day. Go to his one of his restaurants, John George's in New York. I mean, it's all organic pasture-raised beef. Yeah, he's showing you as though he's eating, but go to Mar-Lago. He's not eating that shit. Him and his family are eating the best organic food, pasture-raised, grass-fed beef. Okay? I believe it. Don't be a fucking fool. It. Stop following the swarm. And if you want well, to speaking that, of the swarm, yeah, Dr. Shiva, I don't mean to cut you off. You have a lot of great knowledge and expertise and I can listen to you all day. It, literally, it took uh, I just listened to your recent podcast and it took me all day. It was about a two hour podcast that, that you did with that guy, Jesse. And it was really good. I can listen to you all day, but I got to ask this and this is just for transparency. Please don't get upset. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you, but I want you to explain this because I don't want to be guessing. I'm in this uh, mode now where I don't trust anybody. But I like you and I'm starting to trust you, but I need you to clarify something. So you don't have any more ties to Hollywood because uh, you used to be married to Fran Drescher. And I read that you met your ex-wife at a Deepak Chopra event that he was hosting. Deepak Chopra is a very open liberal and Obama supporter. Do you have any ties to him or anyone else in Hollywood? Yeah, well, let me give you the background. So in 2000, um, everyone should know that I'm deeply, deeply interested. You know, my grandmother was a traditional healer. You know, in, in, in poor Indian villages, women are the ones who are the healers, right? Because they learn the ancient arts of yoga and medicine. 
So my grandmother was a village healer and I was fascinated as a four-year-old kid how she could heal people because she could observe the face and she would figure out the right medicine for you. So my journey in many ways that even brings me here today was a journey to understand how this woman with no degrees was able to heal people. That's why I studied very hard because I wanted to really study medicine. That's why I worked in that medical school as a 14-year-old kid where I created email. The reason I came to MIT was I really thought I wanted to do medicine. So I went in and out of MIT did four degrees, but really understood system science, which is the engineering approach. There are nine principles which govern every system in the universe. So in 2007, after I finished my PhD, I won a Fulbright scholarship to go to India. I was very fortunate to get to study the ancient systems of Indian medicine. And what I uncovered was the ancient system of yoga and Indian medicine are governed by nine principles. Guess what? The same principles we use in engineering science. So these ancient Yogis were actually looking at the body as a system. They used different words than we did, but I was the first one to uncover this. So when I came back to uh, the United States, I started teaching a course called Systems, Biology, and Traditional Medicine. It was an amazing course where I unified Eastern and Western medicine, or Eastern medicine with engineering system science. Now, Deepak Chopra, Chopra has been a sort of a charlatan of, of sorts. You know, he was groomed by a guy called Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who came to the United States in the 1960s and talked about yoga and meditation and herbs. And they were talking about this ancient science of Indian medicine, okay, called Ayurveda. And when Deepak became part of the head of that movement, then he separated Maharishi because Deepak wanted his own fiefdom. He was never able to explain what Ayurveda was. So he would bullshit people talking about quantum healing and, you know, sort of try to be his own guru. So when I was teaching my course at MIT, I was actually able to explain it. So I got a call from them saying, hey, um, uh, every once, I think twice a year, they run a big conference you know, where they invite medical professionals like Andrew Weil, you know, who, who runs. Mm -hmm. um, so I was invited to speak for 15 minutes. All right. And I spoke and I just spoke about the discoveries I made and that I put together this curriculum that I could teach anyone Indian medicine but at a, from an engineering standpoint, which was quite profound. So I gave our talk and we had a little booth set up and nearly everyone in that talk, I got a standing ovation. People said, you know, we've been coming to Deepak Chopra events for years, but you're the first one to explain this, all right? So they bought my courses and they didn't want to buy his courses. And I had to get up on stage that night and say, look, you don't need to buy mine. I was very gracious you can buy his stuff because he wasn't, no one wanted to buy his stuff. So a couple of months later, I was invited to a conference called Sages and Scientists, which he was hosting. Um, and they invited scientists. They invited uh, the, the, the woman who, uh, the Nobel Prize woman who won the award for figuring out telomere length related to aging. So I was invited to again speak about this Ayurveda stuff. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I get a standing ovation. And, at the, and then there was a breakout session where they invited top scientists on the stage to discuss the future of science. And I was on the stage with nine other scientists. One of them was a woman. So I'm looking at this and I said, Deepak, you're talking about the future of science, but there's all men on the stage except for this one woman, right? So after that, this woman called Fran Drescher comes running up to me. I've never even seen her. I didn't even know who she was. She says, oh, I really liked what you had to say, you know, supporting women. And I said, oh, great. I asked her what she did. She said she ran a cancer organization to fight cancer. And I said, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, I was, I had, 
In my other company, Cytosol, we had just figured out a way without killing animals to combine natural products to fight cancer. So she and I hit it off. And then um, I found out she was um, uh, an actress with a show called The Nanny, okay? Which I've never seen. But mm -hmm. that was my first foray into this world of Hollywood, you see? Um, which okay. I really didn't care for. But here I thought I was with someone who was really for fighting cancer. And as time went on, what I realized about that entire institution was that there are two sets of people in Hollywood. One is a very small percentage of people actually learned acting, like a real plumber, you know, like a craft. Very few of them. 99% mm -hmm. of them are people who want to be celebrities who actually have very little talent. They just happen to be at the right place at the right time. And they know that and they're very highly insecure, you see? Mm -hmm. um, so what ended up happening to, to me was where I decided this was not a good thing was um, there's a guy called Sanjay Gupta. You may know him. He's a doctor. And I had just yes. written a series of five papers at that time exposing how genetically engineered foods screw up the plant's biological system. They were very breakthrough papers. Okay. And yeah, Wikipedia called you a fucking pseudo that you support pseudoscience. Can you believe those yeah, stories? Yeah, a guy with four a guy with four degrees at MIT who's published in Nature. Exactly. Uh, yeah, because Wikipedia is run by a bunch of Zionist pricks. Um, so anyway, um, so anyway, so um, I did that work, um, and Sanjay Gupta wanted to put me on, and I'm having this phone call with him, and then Fran says. You can't be on that show. Only I can be in the limelight, not you. Oh. And that's when all the lights went off for me. And I realized that I was essentially brought in because, you see, people's careers go up and down, okay? I was essentially like the dog and pony show, right? Oh, I'm with the inventor of email. I'm with this. You see, I started connecting that these celebrities are really about remanufacturing themselves so they can be in the limelight again, okay? I fucking knew it. I've been thinking about that with other celebrities too. Yeah. I'm so, so glad very, you touched on that. Very, very few of them actually have acting skills because they never put in the time. They did the casting couch, they banged people, they banged, sucked off Weinstein, and that's how they make their careers, okay? The Victoria's Secret models as well. I look at all of them and I'm like, yeah, but what I'm saying is they did that thing. Yeah, so that's when I realized that this world, and, and you know, I'm like Forrest Gump, man, because I've been, have, have had opportunities to go into these worlds and I've always walked away. You know, when, when I went to India on my Fulbright, I was recruited by the prime minister of India to run the largest innovation center. And within six months, I figured out how to help it out. And I found all this corruption in India. I was given a huge house, three cars. And then they got rid of you. I read that. Yeah. So every point I've always had the opportunity to join the swarm and I've ethically distanced myself even at MIT, right? Even in, in this Hollywood incident, right? And you can keep going on and on and on because I never forgot where I came from. They always try to absorb me in because I'm like a perfect front face for them, right? A brown-skinned, smart, good-looking right. Indian guy would be great. And that's why Vivek the Snake, they had to go find him because he's he's a prostitute, okay? He's a bullshitter, okay? He's made up. Uh, Obama's made up. Trump is made up. Booby Kennedy's made up. I'm the real guy. And they don't know what to do with me because, wait a minute, this fucking guy got all these degrees. He created email. He keeps publishing papers. You know, we don't know what the fuck to do with him. 
Only thing we can do with them is ignore him, make him invisible. Because even if they attack me, they're going to give me... See, if you see media, anyone who's getting positive or negative publicity is part of the WWE Worldwide Wrestling Federation. But the person who's made invisible, which is me, is a real hero in this, is a real leader in our movement for truth, freedom, health. So that's what you have to look at. Invisibility is a weapon of the swarm, right? In the ancient, ancient Indian texts, they say something fascinating. They say... The true agents of God are the invisible ones. You don't see them. So this is, we live in a very interesting time right now. It is about the individual. I really bring this back to you. It is about you. Do you have the wisdom to raise your consciousness to see what I'm talking about? And the fact that your liberation will only come from you raising your consciousness to understand the system of power. Now to support that, that's the best I can do. I can't force everyone. I'm not here to convince anyone. I I have to live my own life and set the example. And is that I've created Truth, Freedom, Health, which is a movement, which is a movement that has three components. Number one is a clear vision, Truth, Freedom, Health. Number two is a scientific engineering curricula. So you can actually get educated or be enslaved if you, if you don't want to do it. You can get educated on how these systems of power work because you really have to understand the physics. Otherwise, one day you'll be following Trump, another day Booby Kennedy, another day this fool and another fool. You're going to be a political prostitute jumping from bed to bed. But once you understand that dynamic, you have anchor. You have a reason why you should expose the not so obvious establishment. The reason I call him Booby fucking Kennedy or Vivek the snake is to make it very clear to you that it's easy to expose the Clintons and the Soroses and those people, but the snakes, the real Lucifers are these people who have forked tongues. And Christ, most of Christ's life was not fighting the Romans, but the Sadducees and the Pharisees who spoke the words of God. And people forget that Christ, I, I, I'll repeat this a thousand times, took a whip, the cat of nine tails, and he whipped the shit out of these guys. And most Christians don't want to talk about that. All these Christian evangelical preachers, most of them need to be whipped because they're not Christians. And people need to recognize that Christ spent most of his life on earth exposing the false idols. Absolutely. You are absolutely on point with that. And, you know, since you brought that up, I actually wanted to ask you, where is your faith? Do you claim any religion? What's your worldview, Dr. Shiva? My worldview is that you have to have a personal relationship with God. And I think that's what Christ talked about. The kingdom of heaven is within you. I don't believe in any of these freaking organized religions at all. I believe you have to have a direct relationship. And if you read, if you truly read and you connect, a lot of this is intuitive. You have to do it through your own meditation and prayer. And you have to connect directly. I don't want any intermediaries. I don't believe I have to, you know, wear a rope. I have to put the, you know, do some ritual. I have to, you know, go to some temple. I don't believe in any of that shit. Okay. You can do that for community building, right? Maybe business networking. Okay. That's what a lot of these religious things are for, right? Or to make money, right? But if you want to connect with God, that's a deeply personal relationship. And I've been doing that since I was a four-year-old kid. So I know experientially as, as I know that I'm watching you here, that this body is not it. Okay. And I can't convince anyone, but I can tell you that I've had my experiences as real as, you know, me holding this cup up here. Okay. So, and I think that's what all the great mystics and that teachers wanted. They wanted you to have a personal relationship. When they say the kingdom of God is within you, it's an absolute truth. It's not an 
allegory, okay? When Christ said, when two eyes become one, you shall see the kingdom of heaven, it's an absolute truth. Many people don't meditate, don't sit in silence, don't reflect, and everyone should do that if you wanna connect. If you don't wanna connect, you can just quote other people, but I believe it's a personal relationship. So my personal relationship with God is very personal, okay? And in the traditions that I was brought up with, we believe Christ is the son of God. We believe that God sends multiple people at different points in human history where he manifests himself, you know? So that's my view. But I do know for a, from my own personal experience that the physical body is not it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and um, giving clarification on your uh past ties to Hollywood. I really do appreciate that. Uh, my next topic, this kind of kind of got a little discombobulated because like I said, you have so much information. So you just went full throttle. Just, uh, But I, I really wish that I would have, because uh, I wrote this like weeks ago and I really wish I would have waited. But um, number two was, why are you trying to run, run for president knowing that the electoral college is rigged? Uh, you know, basically, in the end, what, what are you truly trying to accomplish? We know that Satan has his tentacles deep into every system all around the world. I mean, we see it. It's, it's drenched. And I certainly would love to see you on the debate stage. I think a lot of your followers want to. These fucking people, these so-called Republicans and conservatives, they need to be challenged. Are you seeing also that Donald Trump, he's refusing to debate? And I'm just kind of like, well, oh, what, you think you're yeah. too good now? Well, yeah, I think, look, here's the bottom line, okay? Let's go back to, again, I always like to take a systems approach. A systems approach means you go to the root cause, all right? Mm -hmm. If you look back at the arc of human history on any issue that everyday people have gotten, anything, even a crumb, how did it occur? Even a little crumb, it occurred when there was mass movements. And this is, you have to get this really clear in your head. Anything that we've gotten if we have the eight hour workday, if we eliminate a child labor, if we even got some clean water from the establishment, right? Whatever it was, it all came from massive movements. People on the streets, names we don't even know, who fought and died for you, all right? So that's the first thing, it was mass movements, bottoms up. And that has been completely wiped out of American history, wiped out. And women led many of those movements in the United States working class women. So they have eliminated the fact of how do you actually achieve anything from the establishment? It has been through mass militant revolutionary movements, bottoms up, not terrorism, not someone taking a gun and shooting people. I'm talking about angry people, bottoms up, organized with a clear vision, decentralized and self-organizing. That's a principle of systems, self-organizing systems. Okay. So number one, so once you get that, and if you don't get that principle, you're not going to understand anything else. Okay. It's like when you pitch, you have to understand that most of the force from your pitching comes from the base of your body. Most pitchers have huge legs. Okay. Because it's not from your arm. It comes from the base of your body. That's a scientific principle. So if you don't understand that foundational principle, you're not going to understand anything else, but you need to understand that it was everyday people in mass who organized, who got any rights we have today. Now, once you get that, now you can talk about the electoral process and the legal process. Now, if you don't know that and you're a young, naive high schooler and, some, and you realize the world is fucked up and you want to change it, 
your teachers typically don't tell you to build a movement. They tell you, oh, Johnny, why don't you run for president? Or why don't you run for a school committee, right? Get involved in the electoral process. Or why don't you file a lawsuit? So they, they talk about this level, not the foundational level. So you go run for office, you get elected, eventually you become part of the swarm. Or you go file a lawsuit and you realize that the judges are all bought off, okay? And then you get very depressed and whatever. But if you understand it is movements that have all to change the world, then you see these two things in context. The only way a guy like me would ever get elected president by this, by the is with the movement. And it would have to be a revolutionary movement, bottoms up, you see? So my running for president in that context is that we are now recognizing we're building the movement. My running for president is saying, look, only a force of a movement could even get a gain like me winning the presidency. But we are very clear telling people they will cheat us. They will abuse us. They will take advantage of us. And I'm also very clear, even if I become president, there's no way to drain the swamp. Okay. The presidency is corrupt. The legislature is corrupt. The judiciary is corrupt. So what would I do as president? Well, I would do an interview like this, actually, like I'm doing today out of the White House. But we would reach 8 billion people. What would my message change? No. It would say, get on the ground, build a bottoms up movement, raise your consciousness. I'm just one guy. But using this bully pulpit, I will now have access to 8 billion people. You see? Because all of it is corrupt. We need a systems overhaul. But my, but my running for president, because if I weren't running right now in this critical time, people would say, oh, who should I vote for? I got to vote for the lesser of two evils, right? Well, now we've removed mm -hmm. that off the table. No, you don't have to vote for the lesser of two evils. You actually have a bona fide person who represents a movement that you should not vote, but get your butts off the ground and get involved in this movement. What does that mean? Absolutely. What does that mean, getting involved in a movement? Well, we give people tangible things to do because people need to be given every, all of us work for a living, right? We need to be told, this is what you can do. So what people can do is, I think I can share my screen, right? I think I can, yeah. So people can go, uh, yeah. So people can go to Shiva. Yeah. So she, people can go to Shiva for president. Okay, I'm sharing it here. And the oh, first, there you go. Okay. first thing people can do is go to the shop. All right. Notice I haven't asked, we've talked for almost an hour and a half. I haven't asked one penny for money. All these other guys, give me money, give me money, give me money. What I'm asking you to do is go to the shop and do something very simple. This is a lazy man's way to be an activist. Okay. Go get, um, go get this bumper sticker. Okay. And the bumper sticker basically says Dr. Shiva, right? For, uh, for president, right? And people can put this bumper sticker on the back windshield of their car. Why do I say this? Well, you become a force, you become your own media force because 100,000 people per day will see this. So that's step one. Then you can go to the free download section because we want you to become an activist. Those people are a little more courageous. They can go download this flyer. You can download the PDF, go to your local library if you don't have a printer at home, print it black and white and share it with people. The lesser of two evils is killing your children. And what it's shared, and it's that graph actually that we put right front and center. So your child's lifespan has been deteriorating since the 1980s. It's been going upside down. And the entire world is gonna follow this. And this is because of the policies of the swarm, policies. And we need a systems overhaul, okay? 
we need we need a bottoms up Absolutely. so once you understand that's in the left corner the left the bottom left tells you who the enemy is watch that 15 minute video and then over here we give you the solution we have to shatter the swarm we'll support my run for president you know we can watch a campaign video get educated become a truth freedom health warrior or at minimum invite your friends to our open house that we run every thursdays you know 11 a.m and 8 p.m you know and you can just click take go to that thing and you can sign up you know so it takes you right to the sign up page okay um for that in fact you can take this pdf and you can distribute it to other people so we've made it very very easy um to give you know and if you go to the pdf in fact if you click on any one of their clickable links um you can use your iphone or android and it takes you to come to our town hall event okay and these are all Perfect. the things. So the next town hall, we're going to talk about environment. We give people a solution. So this is a very, very um, tight movement, right? Or you can go to truthfreedomhealth.com and become a warrior scholar. Get educated or you'll be enslaved. That's where I need to go. Yeah. So my, uh, for my financial aid, they didn't approve my appeal. I was going to Liberty University, a so-called Christian university. And for some reason, they just can't stay out of the news with all their scandals. But um yeah, it got my appeal got denied, so I'm just kind of like, well, you know what? Fuck the educational system anyway. I mean, it's just it's all a bunch of shit. Right. Promoting vaccines, promoting luciferin as medical science. That's why I changed my uh, degree plans to interdisciplinary. It was from it was health science, and then I switched it to interdisciplinary as I become more enlightened as to what's truly going on in this world. What's making sense, really? And, yeah. um, you know, and I just kind of said to myself, you know what, the hell with them. This is just, I think this is God telling me, get the hell out of the system completely. Yeah. If you learn, look, I used to teach system science at MIT. Okay. System science is what the elites learned how to ma manipulate us. So everyone should watch the swarm video. I don't know if you've seen it, Ashley. It's right on truth for health. If you haven't seen yes. it, watch it. I believe me, like, my husband saw that one. Yeah. Can I play this video for your people right here? Yes, go for So I want to play not the swarm video, but this video, which will give people understanding of what is truth for them. I think it should work. Let me play it here. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four year old kid studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas 
hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up. Working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts, I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com. Dr. Shiva, it's been a pleasure having you on. Anything else before we... No, that's it. I, I think people need to take a systems approach to everything. Otherwise, you're going to be bamboozled. And anyone who comes from them is part of them. 
So Booby fucking Kennedy, Trump, and all these people, go look at who come from below who've actually done the work. Because when you do that, you actually respect yourself. But if you don't want to do that, then you're going to get, you know, the same old thing. We need a systems overhaul. The lesser of two evils model is killing your children, period. So go to Shiva, numeral four, president.com, get a bumper sticker, you know, download that flyer, educate your friends and family. Uh, if you want your children to stop dying, have a shorter lifespan than you. But if you don't, you continue the same old way. It's really up to you, depending on what you want. It's a free country. Absolutely. Dr. Shiva, thank Thanks, you again Ashley. so much for coming on and just taking time to shoot the shit with me on this chaotic world. Man, I am not looking forward to 2024, but I am, uh, well, let's just say I, <laughs> it's everything's in God's hands. <laughs> Well, anyway, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah, I think, you know, there's a slogan in the Bible which says the meek shall inherit the earth. And I have a very different interpretation of that. I think what it means is people who want to sit by the wayside and be victims and be meek can have this earth. And the warriors who want to change it will be given the doors of heaven. I think it's a very mm, different yeah, meaning of what yeah. it was actually meant. I don't, I, so, so. That's really a very not, good way to look at it because, I mean, Christ said himself, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Yeah. All right, great. Thanks, Ashley. Thank you.